Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is synchronicity. 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 Welcome to Synchronicity. CryptoSync live podcast crossover. What you're about to hear is just more of me talking, as most of the episodes recently have become. But I wanted to give you guys some perspective um, on what I've been doing over the past few months, not just like the last episode where I kind of broke down crypto consciousness and what's been going on, but showing you, you know, why I haven't been scheduling as many guests, why my time, which was already somewhat limited, Eli Steele doesn't have a babysitter, um, you know, has been more limited. And truthfully, I wouldn't say that this podcast is suffering because of it, but I certainly haven't been able to put in the same amount of energy that I used to be able to put into. And I'm really looking forward to kind of getting back more into a flow with this podcast and getting guests scheduled. And I do have people lined up and I have some helpers now who are making it a little bit easier for me. Um, But I wanted to let you guys know that I'm also three times a week, two to three times a week, giving live talks um, on YouTube and the CryptoSync Discord server. So if you're in the server, you already know what this is. I give talks there, you know, ranging from specific cryptocurrency things to kind of meta skills to talking about, you know, veins of altruism that lie within the crypto sphere. So all of these different things, and I record them and I put them on YouTube. Um, So anyone can listen because some of this is gated. And this is something I really want. I am going to cover this right now. There are a lot of people on Twitter um, just out there who are offering really good advice for free. And I think that's the correct way to do this. I think if you're offering, you know, if, if you've been lucky enough to do well in crypto and you have some tips that can help other people and you're confident in them, Um, you know, and you can offer that for free. That's great. And I don't think people should be paying specifically just for signals. So one of the ways to approach this is, is, well, why do you have a paid server? No. Why is there a crypto sync server that now costs money to get into? Because what we're teaching in there or talking about, I, I really don't even want to use the word teaching. What we're kind of uncovering in there is the relationship between life Um, our relationships with money, the power structures that are seemingly embedded within the financial scope of our lives. Um, You know, we're revealing a lot of other things there. And I think the strength of that is the community. And I'm not 
saying this so you join CryptoSync. And I know it probably to a lot of you, it sounds like when I say I'm not saying this, it's kind of like a reverse psychology thing. It's not. I don't want people joining this who are on the fence about it. We're setting up a community of hopefully people who, you know, in the not too distant future can start pursuing some of the things they really wanted to pursue. You know, money, again, is a lot of different things for people. It can provide security and safety or the illusion of that, depending on how you look at it. It can provide time and space to pursue creative endeavors. Um, there's so many other things that it can provide for us, but it also is a crushing anxiety that a lot of us face. So that's what we do on the server. And the reason I'm bringing this up is I offer a lot of this stuff for free. So I don't want you to make you think that like, hey, I'm some paid shill here who's going to get you in there and my signals are just as good as the next guy's. That's not what it's about. It's about we're trying to put put a different spin on this. We're trying to examine the intersection of consciousness and cryptocurrency and altruism and being good people and being prepared when we have money to do what we want to do. Um, so these are the things we try to explore. So what you're going to hear here is a live hear here. What you're going to hear is a live podcast that I did where I got questions from people in the server. And I'm going to make this as participatory as possible in the future. So if you go to my YouTube, you go to my Twitter, um, the email list, whatever it is, we're essentially, I'm going to have these be two-way conversations. This is something that I've wanted to do for a long time with Synchronicity, um, but you know, it, podcasts are interesting. You do, you're aware there's two-way feedback. I can see that people are listening, but the real-time communication isn't necessarily there. One of the things I've been enjoying a lot about the Discord server is the real-time communication is absolutely there, um, and I can jump on a voice call and immediately have a bunch of people you know, interacting, and rather than having to come up with topics and things to speak about, I kind of let the people there dictate what's going to happen and what's an area to pursue. And I'm not presenting this stuff as I have all the answers. I'm just sharing what I've learned. So we did one on taxes and accounting and all that stuff recently. But anyway, that's what you're going to hear in this episode. And I also just wanted to let you know that I'm not just slacking off with the podcast. My energies have just shifted for here right now, and I'm still dealing with limited time. There's lots of people, there are lots of people who I have on the docket that, you know, once I can get into the city a few times over the next couple of months, I'm going to do a lot of podcasts in a row. So bear with me. I appreciate it. If you're totally tired of cryptocurrency, I get it. Understand that I'm not just some dreamy-eyed optimist who's delusional about what's happening. There is something happening here. I'm sure, I hope you understand that I'm not just chilling you on something that I believe in for baseless reasons. There is something happening there. I share it so passionately because I think it can probably help you or someone you know. Not necessarily, but it potentially can. So anyway rambled on at enough of a podcast where I already ramble. So I appreciate it. I really, you know, everyone who's contributed, rating, reviewing this podcast, hung in there. Um, you're the best, truly. Patrick Nemchik, also the best. Not going to do an outro on this one. Just going to let it ride. So thank you for listening. Thank you for just being awesome. All right. Bye-bye. testing to see if this works there'll be a slight lag i know on that but if you guys in the crypto sync server could let me know that this is working and you can hear me i'll probably keep talking until someone says something just to see if this is going to be a work worth doing this is going to be a live episode of synchronicity 
enabled by YouTube streaming. They changed everything. And man, that took me a second. You guys can hear me? Amazing. Okay. Well, in case anyone is wondering what's going on, I, I downloaded a program called OBS for Mac and I'm streaming live on YouTube. And I think this is how I'm going to do all of the CryptoSync talks from now on because I believe it gives me an option to directly store these as YouTube videos, which is a lot better than me recording them, putting them into software, encoding them, uploading them to YouTube, and then having them be weird. Um, okay, so this is define work. <laughs> is it not working for you, Squirrel Funds, in the chat? As long as you guys can hear me, that's what's important. I'm not doing video for this one. So I think as, as long as I can see the stream health is green, we're good to go. So this is going to be a live episode, um, which means I'm going to be taking questions. If you guys have them, um, just type them into the CryptoSync voice chat server. And if this also works, I'll expand this to the broader synchronicity community so we can do a lot of these live chats and they don't just have to be about cryptocurrency because I, I recognize not everyone, as crazy as that may seem, is into cryptocurrency. Um, uh, I'm reading some stuff here. It plays directly in the chat, but yeah, same issues with the link in a browser. Yeah, I, I don't know. YouTube is weird. Google is weird. I used to use this stuff all the time back in the day and now they've completely changed everything. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about what's going on with all of this stuff. So what I would love for the people who are following along in the server, if you guys have any questions related to synchronicity, um, the podcast or synchronicity in general, ask them in there. Or if you have anything related to cryptocurrency, we'll, we'll try to weave those two things together. So I wanted to start with that said, at a place where I was having a conversation with my friend today um, that I've thought about quite a bit, which is how did I get to the point where you know, this is essentially where the focus of my life is right now in cryptocurrency. And why did I get there? And what I was thinking about is, you know, there's various times in anyone's life where they get really interested in a particular thing and, you know, it catches their attention. Um, and that happens with me, like to me, like anyone. However, what I think is happening here with cryptocurrency is something that a lot of people haven't quite grasped yet. And there's initially quite a bit of resistance to it because it's a new thing that doesn't really fit into the current paradigm of how especially money, power, relationships, and how those things intersect. Um, it's not how they've worked before. So it can be very scary. And another thing is, is, I'm sure you've heard this, You know, anything where you can get rich quick, that is something we've been taught our entire lives is we should be wary of. It doesn't make sense. People are going to scam you, all these other things. And I think that's valid for most stuff in the world. Anyone who's promising you the world without work or insight or you know, you really needing to do research or understand or at least be able to cultivate the confidence to do something, I, d I do think that's inaccurate. However, in terms of a timeline of getting funds or wealthy or whatever, we're living in a different world right now. Um, as I talk, Bitcoin is $9,300. This probably doesn't seem that impressive to someone who has not been following the cryptocurrency world for the past few months or longer. Um, but the fact that it's broken above there, even if it dips below, is a significant vote of confidence for this world, this cryptosphere. It, it, it really certainly seems like 
things are changing in the sense that we're we have entered the awareness phase for people just in life to understand that there's something going on. And I think as we continue to see the news come out about how blockchain technology um, can you know legitimately help and improve the world in a lot of ways, I think you know we're going to continue to see more and more attention placed by let's call regular society onto the world of cryptocurrency. But back to my point about um, you know this thing that seems to be percolating underneath the surface until you tune into it. Um, I actually, when I got into this stuff, was pretty freaked out. I was pretty, you know, it was interesting and exciting, but I also thought that this is too good to be true. It can't be a real thing. Um, if I make any money, I'll be happy. I'm going to pull it out right away because, you know, I'll just ride this wave for what it's worth and that'll be that. But then as I began to dig a little bit deeper and get acclimated with it, I realized that this wasn't just a way to make money so you can buy stuff or be financially secure or pursue creative endeavors. Although it can certainly lead to all of those things, it's changing the way that we look and use money in the world. Now, I'm not saying we don't have financial responsibilities anymore, some of the mounting, depending on what stage of your life you're at. It's that we now have the ability to potentially not have to worry obsessively about those things. And again, I am acutely aware of how that sounds to someone who doesn't have money right now, or if you're not if you don't have a lot. Um, I over the past few years, I've spoken about this quite a bit on synchronicity. I was going through really rough financial times. My career essentially was being strangled um, by a group of people who I used to work with. And essentially, I was going down to nothing. I couldn't drum up work in an industry I was well-regarded and well-respected in you know, just a year before um, and found myself kind of floundering and wondering what the hell I was going to do while debt was mounting and all these things, other things were going on. So I'm bringing this up not as a sob story, but to point out, I'm not sitting here from some elitist position of, oh, well, this was easy for me and I've had money, so good luck people who don't have a lot. I, I had pretty much nothing. You know, I had some Bitcoin, like a little over one Bitcoin that I bought in 2013, but I didn't use that to to do anything, you know, and then it started, you know, I took some forked Bitcoin cash out, turned that into a little something, then started leveraging the Bitcoin I had. I've spoken about this a lot um, and essentially, you know, saw what was going on in this world, got acclimated and got to the point where a lot of people listening, I'm sure at this point where is this a pyramid scheme? Is this do I know what I'm doing? Am, am I? Do I have an edge over the market? Am I delusional and just getting tricked into thinking that I know better? So I had to go through all these questions that all of us go through until we enter the space. And then once you're in the space, it's not like everything is great all the time. It's scary as shit. Pump and dumps. I remember getting introduced into that. Uh, you know, fake ICOs, scam coins, shit coins, you know, all of these things, shills, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's a wild world. However, as you begin to suss out what's going on, you get a sense that there is an ecosystem that has been in existence before you got tuned into it. And it's much like if you were on a continent like in Europe and went over to the Americas and came back and told all these stories about these temples and these exotic fruits and these gems and this stuff. You know, it, I'm sure there were a lot of people like, Yo, this person got scurvy, they got sick on the ship, there's something wrong, they're hallucinating. And there was a lot of people who didn't believe them until they went and go and went and saw it, or they brought back something and proved that it was there. So this is kind of what we're doing with the world that exists, exists in cryptocurrency. And the reason that I keep bringing it up, um, you know, on this podcast 
is because it's important, I think, to recognize that this isn't just a way for us to make money. We have to realize what function money serves in our lives. And for me, having experienced what I can only describe as you know incredible amounts of stress brought on by not having money and realizing that there's people who are way in much worse shape than I am in a lot of different ways relating to money, even at my worst, you should start to realize that like this is this is a pressure on the world that if we could relieve this from a lot of people's minds, both individually and collectively, um, it could have a tremendous impact on the world. I'm not saying it's going to be a great impact, although I, I am rather optimistic about the potential for it. It's something that really does change the way we view it. Now, some people want to take their money, buy bigger houses, get better cars, you know, seem more attractive to the opposite sex, whatever it is, and go do what you need to do to figure out what you need to figure out. But for me, at least at this point, it's how do I make sure that myself and those around me are taken care of to the point where they don't have to be freaking out about money? Because you'd be it's very interesting to see what people do when they don't have those fears. For me, this happened about two months ago. I didn't kick up my feet, get lazy, you know, do nothing. I doubled down on the cryptocurrency world and tried to plug people in as best I could while I thought there well, I continue to think there's an opportunity. Um, you know, to learn this stuff and get in before the floodgates completely open up. That's what I did because I recognize for me how much this changed my mental state and my psychological state. I don't want you guys to think that I'm like happy all of the time. I'm frustrated. I get angry, all the same regular stuff, but I don't have this I, thing in the back of my head, how, how am I going to how am I going to pay for that? How's this going to happen? Or, oh, we, maybe we want to go on vacation. Well, we can't afford that. No, no possible way. Or we need health insurance. No, no, it's too much. When those things begin to kind of erode away, um, and we're not making the mistake of thinking we're rich forever and we have money forever, but when those things begin to erode away, you'd be surprised how quickly you can make clear, beneficial decisions as opposed to like, just imagine trying to like defuse a bomb. And there's someone over your head with a gun saying, you better defuse this fucking bomb. If you don't do it, the whole place is going to blow up and it's going to be all your fault. And then imagine you're trying to defuse a bomb. You got 24 hours to do it. You can read everything you need to know about defusing bombs. You got a nice cup of tea. You know, you have people asking you questions like which which one is going to allow you to defuse the bomb in an effective way. So that's kind of what we're trying to create for our space. And on this podcast, we've spoken about things like meditation, lucid dreaming, uh, you know, wisdom traditions like Buddhism, Vedic traditions, all of these things. And what we're trying to get to is some stability of mind, some level of equanimity that doesn't just mean we weather the bad times. It means we weather the good times as well. When things are going really well, we don't get overexcited and think that a state is going to last forever. And this is very beneficial when we're actually talking about like crypto markets because of the volatility. Um, we've spoken about patience before in this server, but we really get a chance to kind of use the underlying power structure of money to determine how we want to navigate it once we have that. Um, and I'm seeing here, top chat. Well, I'm mobile, so I won't be chatting in the server. <laughs> DVRS making me feel that conditioning. Yeah, so I'll talk about this since we're doing a crypto sync bridge. So we have something called Diverse that we've been staking in crypto sync. And a lot of people are both optimistic and somewhat nervous about what this is. And now it's referred to as a money disbursement system for people who don't really know what that is. It kind of sounds like a pyramid scheme, right? Like you give us our money, we're going to disperse it to ourselves. Um, however, the more I've thought about this, the more I've kind of understood the community and the people who've created it, 
I actually am beginning to think that it's not in any way a pyramid scheme, that the price will actually continuously not maybe go up forever, but stay within a certain range as people buy in and see that people aren't getting their the rug pulled out from under them. And I'll speak about it a little more in depth in the uh, in the server. I don't want to talk about this too much on the podcast. People might not know what it is, but this does bring up another um, idea of how we can create something that I have been looking for for a long time, which is passive income. So I'm not going to go into a whole history of mining versus staking, but know that if you do something, if there's a coin called proof of stake coin, by holding it in a wallet or by pooling together with other people in a collective wallet, you create more of that coin or something like a new coin. I'm not going to go over the whole thing, but essentially you create more of it. So it's an appreciating asset. Now, if the price drops tremendously and you have more of the coin and it's worthless, that's inflation. It doesn't matter. It's useless. But if the price remains at a constant level, you're getting pretty high dividends. So something that's been going on in the server server and crypto sync is people are like, all right, I've been the guinea pig. I've been going first. I've done pretty well with it. I'm pulling out my principal as we speak. And people are doing it and they're like, this seems too good to be true. Now, if this is the end stages of a pyramid scheme or just a pyramid scheme period, it is too good to be true. You're profiting by taking other people's money and that's not okay. That's not something any of us want to be involved with. However, Think of it like this. Say you have a group of friends or a family, and one of you is going through a hard time. You have some medical bills or something, and you need some money from other people. What does that create? It creates an uncomfortable situation where maybe you have to go to your friend and say, hey, I'm down on my luck. This medical thing happened. Can you please lend me some money? And then that person, if they feel like they have enough money to lend you, they'll do it. And then if you know things change in a year and you haven't paid them back or vice versa, things can get weird, right? So a money disbursement system to me means if we build up enough capital, and this is constantly just going back and forth, and I only cash out when I need it for something like bills or I wanted to give it to someone else, this becomes a pool of money that we essentially can keep putting into and pulling out of in a respectful fashion. Now, it requires that there's a level of altruism and ethical ethics built into it. However, if the people who control the most of it are ethical people and aren't doing this just to steal money from other people, it actually does become a money disbursement system. So the reason we've been looking at diverse is because it has really insane ROI in terms of the blocks that are mined in these middle stages. You can get up to, I think, three to 7,000% um, you know, return while certain blocks are being mined. So we're, we've been pooling together um, and the rewards are pretty tremendous. Now, mentally, this feels too good to be true. It feels like this isn't how stuff works. Why would it work like this? Yet it keeps working. So what's going on here? Are we just stealing the money from the new people who enter? Well, if we keep pulling out our principal and this continues to happen over a course of time, that argument gets harder to make. If it other if it begins to form into a pool of money or that we can use as we see fit, um, then it becomes something else entirely. And if we expand expand this metaphor kind of out to the entire crypto world, I think we're getting to see a sense of what's happening. Money doesn't mean what it used to. We've spoken about this ad nauseum in the server and other places. Most people know that fiat dollars and fiat around the world isn't really backed by gold anymore since we've gone to digital. Our money, when we go to the bank or put it in our you know, apps and our cards, it's not really exactly, there's a ledger, but we can't see what's going on, right? That is fundamentally changing. And what, why this is critically important is we know that dollars 
are a Ponzi scheme or are a pyramid scheme. And people who get upset about that, I'm not making some like Illuminati reference. There's a triangle on, there's a pyramid on the dollar, man. That's not what I'm saying. Just look at the way dollars flow and work in our society. Who has the most dollars by far? A very small percentage of people at the pyramid in the pyramid. So this is critically important for us to understand um, in how it relates to cryptocurrency. So what I think is going on just from a practical and pragmatic standpoint, not from a mystical or you know other standpoint, is that we're seeing one of the largest, if not the largest transfers of wealth defined in financial wealth to another group. And that other group isn't just you and me. It's just that we're now potentially entering into the very early stages of an era where things are a little bit more fair. We know things have been completely unfair. And let me tell you a secret. Um, I don't know a tremendous of incredibly wealthy people. I know some. There's enough really, really wealthy people who don't just want to keep beating down people with less than them. They don't want to just hoard this for the rest of their lives. They do want to have a positive impact. But given the current systems that they're operating under, that's kind of hard to do. Like sometimes it feels really good to give to a charity. I know a lot of people who love giving to the Red Cross. This might be unpopular. Don't give your money to the Red Cross. They're a horrible organization. They're truly terrible. They don't do the smallest percentage of things they claim to do. Most of the money goes right to administrative costs so they can send you more mailers. They're incredibly inefficient at delivering aid to people who need it. Just go just go research all this stuff. Yet they're probably thought of and looked at as one of the best organizations, charitable organizations in this country, if not the world. So the reason I'm bringing this up is there are enough people who have done well in cryptocurrency, who have done well in tech, who have done well others, who aren't just trying to grab more money so they can have the most. They're not trying to be Jeff Bezos so he can have his name at the top of a list. They're trying to actually make sure that the world is going to be okay. They're trying to make sure their family is okay. Their friends are okay. The world at large. You know, We hear about these billionaires going off to New Zealand in their helicopters with their friends when the world goes to shit and they're hoarding all their food and building their compounds. Let me let me give you a little tip here. How are they getting there? Do they know how to fly the airplanes? Do they know how to fly the helicopters? No, they're going to need pilots. And you need a pilot. What, is he not going to take his family? You're going to make him go alone and live with you with your family? No. What, those people don't have families and friends? My point is this, is that if you think you're not connected to every other person, regardless of social status, status uh, you're, you're kidding yourselves. We're all connected in a much more a fundamental way than you could possibly imagine it to think that you're going to somehow escape from the world um you know either because you're so rich or you just are you know don't like it it's not really how this stuff works so this undercurrent that's happening right now is critically important um, because you can catch the wave. A lot of people, when they find out that you have invested a year ago or five years ago, you'd be a millionaire with a small amount of money, I think they look at that and they go, oh, I missed the boat. It's too late. Um, I have said this many times. I'll say it again. When you miss the boat or the boat is leaving, I will be the one shouting, I think the boat is leaving. I might not know, but I'll be like, I think it's gone. I think it's time that maybe we start looking at something else because this is not as easy or such a given as it is now. So that's my initial spiel. Spiel? It's not a thing. Steven Spielberg. Um, so if you have any questions from CryptoSync in there, go ahead and ask them um, in the server. Or I guess you can use the YouTube chat 
Um, and until this catches up, I'll just say that this is something I'm probably going to be shifting to at least once a week. So I'm going to still continue to do synchronicity. I have to line up some guests and help my have my new helpers reach out to them and lock down some dates. Eli is going to have a babysitter very soon, within the next week or two. Um, and then I will have a regular episode of Synchronicity, and I will try to have at least one of these live things. I want to make this um, as engaging and communicative and two-way as possible, because I think at this point, it's one thing. There's a million people with shows out there who are saying, I know this about this, especially related to cryptocurrency. And I really want this to be as interactive as possible. If the Discord server has taught me anything, it's that whenever I think I know what people want to hear, it's never as good as when people are actually telling me what they want to hear. The wisdom of the crowd is something that I truly subscribe to, and I've been letting the community that's evolved there lead my, you know, lead the way. And I follow suit and then do those things. And I think if we can continue to do that, um, over time, this turns into something pretty cool. Right now, we're still in the infancy stages. A lot of people who got into cryptocurrency late November to December, January, were, you know, it's been an interesting ride. When things start to really go nuts again, it's going to be a very, very interesting time. So let's buckle up for this next year. I think it's going to be awesome. If there are, here's a question. Hey, no, I have an unclaimed account in the Discord that is grandfathered in, hoping I can get my actual Discord account into the group. Yes, send me an e email. Um, just go ahead and do that, and I will make sure you have an account that can get in. For those that don't know, the, grip, uh, the Discord server is a paid server now. Um, you can sign up and find out the details on syncpodcast.com. I'm really not going to be advertising this. Uh, like I said, the focus is going to be the community. Um, the only people who find out about this are people who are referred personally or are tuned into the podcast. And if you're tuned into the podcast, you probably didn't get into it um, because you were into cryptocurrency because I rarely spoke about this. I may have mentioned Bitcoin maybe one or two times since it started before this. Um, I'm on a lag, but the idea that you just explained with DVRS makes much more sense. I feel better about it now, right? <laughs> so diverse. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole... And, and part of the ways that we come to... Listen, we can look at cryptocurrency as either justifying inherent beliefs. We are amazing storytellers. We can justify you know, almost anything with a narrative. So be careful that you don't just justify bad behaviors or bad decisions. But there's also something else going on here with cryptocurrency that outside of just the practical you know, benefits it can offer in a lot of industries and places in the world, um, you know, there's a whole different shift taking place that I think many of us have intuitively felt, but is certainly taking place um, you know, before cryptocurrency. And this is just kind of the external uh, manifestation of what's going on. We can think about this as you know, I don't like to get too new agey about it, but consciousness reflecting through the prism of technology and shining out seems to be the result is we're getting blockchain technology, we're getting this kind of level up, and more importantly, our ideas and concepts surrounding money are beginning to loosen up a little bit. And the people who fight that, I mean, just to be clear, it's, it's a hard time. Whenever you're fighting change that's inevitable, um, it's not comfortable. Right? Every single person can attest to that fact. Think back to a time where you fought a situation. It's not comfortable. It's quite quite unpleasant. Um, so yeah, I think we are good to go on this. Oh, here's some questions, I think. Voice chat text. 
how do you know when to take profit? This is too specific for me to talk in this one, but I will talk about taking profits in general for anyone who's getting into cryptocurrency, which is always take your principal out as soon as you can. That doesn't mean right after you put it in, but if you doubled it, you can take it out, go up 50%, can take it out, do that. You want to be playing with house money with all this stuff. Also, try to create as many win-win situations as you can in the market and in life, right? A win-win situation, what I mean by that is, there's a lot of people out there who think all I do is buy Bitcoin. So when Bitcoin goes down, they hit me up and they go, oh man, are you okay? And I'm like, no, man, like, what do you think this is? I'm thrilled when Bitcoin goes down. First of all, it's not all I own. Many of the things that I own go up when Bitcoin goes down, not all of them. Um, but when it goes down, I can get more if it's prudent to do that. If it goes up, that means the Bitcoin I own is going up. And usually a lot of my altcoins are going up in dollar value at the very least. So that's a win-win right? I mean, I'm kind of in a position where unless I have a huge financial obligation, I have to cash out of my portfolio completely. Um, I'm pretty happy with whatever the results are. So that's an important principle. And I'm just all about creating win-wins. This doesn't have to be a lose-lose situation um, at any point. So, okay. I think with that, I'm going to wrap it up. We'll see. Hopefully this recorded um, within... YouTube. I don't know that it did, but if it didn't, then the people who missed it will have to do that. Um, so thanks for joining. We're going to do more of these and I'm glad this worked and people could listen on YouTube. So we'll be doing this in the future. Okie dokie. Bye-bye.